This is Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number seven. Listening to your subconscious mind. Good morning. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great podcast. And the reason that I'm yawning is that we're going to talk about some times during the day when you are more in tune or more likely to be in tune with your subconscious mind. And I think definitely one of those times anyone would agree is in the morning when you're just waking up, when your conscious mind is just starting to flicker. That's a perfect time to learn how to listen to your subconscious mind. It's really cool because lately I've been able to so dialogue between my conscious and unconscious minds in those first few waking hours that I'm able to know exactly where my subconscious mind stands on a number of different issues. It's really cool when you get to this point, and we're going to tell you how to do it in this podcast. So go back and remember, our bridge keeper analogy is a great one to keep in mind for this lesson. Between your conscious mind, your conscious self you, and where you would like to go, any goal or outcome you'd like to achieve, there's a bridge. Think of a bridge between where you are and where you'd like to go. And on the bridge is a little bridge keeper. And that bridge keeper has an amazing ability to store every memory, every emotion, every occurrence, every word that's ever been spoken. That's your subconscious mind. And that bridge keeper has one goal in mind, one purpose for being on the bridge, and that is to keep you safe in your life. But the bridge keeper only has the frame of reference of everything that's ever happened to you in the past. And so the bridge keeper will use all of that every time you want to get from here to there to keep you in what he thinks or she thinks is the safe zone. So this whole idea of reprogramming your subconscious mind is really, it basically boils down to this. We are reprogramming or we are dialoguing with the bridge keeper in order to move ourselves in the direction that we want to go. And the bridge keeper has another amazing ability. The bridge keeper, not our conscious mind, but our subconscious bridge keeper has the ability to go out into the universe, into that formless substance, like Wallace Waddles called it, and navigate the path ahead of us. The bridge keeper has the way of bringing all the resources together that we might need in order to accomplish our goal. But only, only if the bridge keeper is completely convinced and on board that that's the best thing for us. If not, the bridge keeper will lock down and keep us safe. And that's where we end up in stalemate. We have a conscious desire to do something, but we can't seem to break through. And just it's like a wall. Well, that's because our subconscious mind and our conscious mind are in conflict. In the podcast text on www.subconsciousmindmastery.com, I'll have a link to Dr. Sean Sullivan's Mind Mastery programs. These are fantastic, and this is where the Bridgekeeper concept comes from. Dr. Sullivan has done an amazing job of this neuroplasticity concept that is basically what we're talking about here. If you'd like to take one of his courses, you can link right from there. It's not an affiliate site yet. I'm in dialogue with him to set that up. Hopefully, we'll get that in place before too long, but I just believe in his program. It really made a huge difference in my life, and that's part of what this website is about is things that it, the ingredients that it took to change my life, I want to pass on to you and see if they'll help you as well. 
So one of the best times during the day to keep in touch with that bridge keeper is in the morning. Now, sometimes you'll, as you know, sometimes you'll just be driving down the road and you'll get an intuition or you'll get that sense. You'll get that urge from inside. That's the bridge keeper. And that's what we're talking about. That's your subconscious mind bubbling up. And it happens more frequently than you know. The problem is our conscious minds are just so active and engaged during the day that we don't slow down enough to listen to when our subconscious mind tries to speak through. So waking up in the morning, going to sleep in the evening, sometimes for some people, it's that, those restless waking hours in the middle of the morning, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning when they're just laying there in bed. But all of a sudden, you're not sleepy, you're not going to go to sleep, but you're just so, you're so wound down that you might be able to listen to your subconscious mind. There are some activities also that will help us bring, bring us into this state. Meditation is one of those times. We're quieting our conscious mind, and we're focusing on something like our breath. And meditation is a time when we can connect with our subconscious mind. It's a great time. In fact, I'm going to tell you at the end of this podcast, another resource that made a huge difference in my life were some meditation audio tapes. Not not tapes. They were MP3 downloads that I listened to off my phone or iPod. iPod. But I will tell you about that at the end of this podcast. Another activity that will help bring you in touch with your subconscious mind, this is well known, is yoga. Yoga is something that, again, just shifted my life. And I would encourage you, if you've never taken a yoga class, go do a beginner intro class to yoga. Don't just go jump into a class. I did that the first time, and it just didn't work out so well. Go take a beginner's series and you'll learn the various moves and then start to work your way into a yoga routine. But I would highly, highly recommend that. It's not only great for your body, it's fantastic for your mind and especially for your soul. I have a couple of other times when the subconscious can connect with the conscious. And one of them is riding my bicycle. I've gotten into road bike riding and have uh, kind of gotten up to where I can spend several hours on the bike at a time now. And, oh, that's just a great time when you get out there, you're exercising, you're in this low, moderate range of cardio, your heart beats about 125, 130 beats a minute, the wind's blowing in your face, and I, that's a great time for me to just let the conscious mind go. And a lot of times I'm on the bike and I'm just in the zone. I'm just, I'm not thinking about anything. And then I can connect and the subconscious mind will start to have a voice. The final way for me is in the shower. And I've got a funny story that we'll talk about at the end of this, because I want to tell you something. It was like a miracle, a major, massive miracle happened in my life. And it all started from taking a shower. So let's go back to what I'm going to use as the catalyst of this, the waking hours. Now, that might not be for you. You might be somebody who wakes up in the morning and you bolt out of bed and your conscious mind is just running at a thousand miles an hour. And every morning you wake up and you can't wait to get out of bed. That might be the case. And if it is, then this is not going to be the time for you. But there will be a time. It might be for you the going to sleep process is something that takes 45 minutes and you can just lie down and that's your most restful time. So whenever it is, you just apply it to yourself. The concept is there. But our conscious minds are always on during our waking hours. And of course, that's what drives your thoughts, right? It's hot. It's cold. I need to pay that bill. Lunch needs to be rescheduled. 
what are we doing this weekend? That's your conscious mind driving your life. All the events and the circumstances of everything that is daily. But our subconscious mind, that's the spirit side. That's the soul side. That's the, remember the great law, energy is, God is. That's the side of us connecting with the universal energy, the universal God to move us toward our goals. And the subconscious mind is literally energy in motion. It's moving you in the direction that you've programmed it. And remember, the bridge keeper, that's from all the events, circumstances, emotions, situations, memories, data, everything that's come into your brain. Every sensory perception is stored in your subconscious mind. Now, remember, we talked about the laws of the universe, the seven sub-laws of the great law. And one of those sub-laws was the law of perpetual transmutation. Something is always moving into form. Your subconscious mind is always moving you in a particular direction. In order to go where you want to go, you have to align your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. For many of us, we don't even know that there's a gap between the two. And that might be the starting process for you is to figure out what your subconscious mind is saying and even to know where your conscious mind wants to go. I went through such a long period of time where I didn't even have clear direction. So you have to at least get a conscious clarity of where you want to go. And look, you don't have to, if you're starting this process, if for you, you're like where I was about four or five years ago and just starting this process and starting to learn this material, start with a small area of your life. Don't don't try to just start with the big areas. Start with something small, something manageable that you can just get your arms around and start to flex and exercise and use these muscles. Eventually, your subconscious mind will tell you when it's out of phase with your conscious mind. This will come in the form of doubts and fears or anxiety or just a complete push-pull inside yourself like a war. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. And that's your subconscious mind telling you there's a stack of evidence that it has not been convinced that what your conscious mind is trying to say has been pressed upon the subconscious to the point where it is reprogrammed and in alignment with you. So we're watching for those times when that dialogue starts to show up. Be aware of those times. And I would also encourage you to keep some kind of a record keeping device (laughs) near that spot. If it's by your bedside, I keep a journal there. I keep a paper journal. Now, I love to keep electronic notes, and sometime I'll talk about my electronic note-keeping system. But I keep a paper journal by my bedside, and that's a place where when that little voice starts to poke through and I need to capture something, I have it right there. Now, I'm pretty crazy about really wanting to transform my life, and I've really learned the power of this and the, the power of pressing on your subconscious mind through All the sensory perceptions that we can feed it with. So audibly, I like to listen to things that will help reprogram my subconscious mind visually to look at words, pictures, images, etc. And so one of the things I will do is write on my bathroom mirror with a dry erase marker. If there's some concept that I want to focus on for the day or for the week, I'll write it up on my bathroom mirror. So capturing things in the shower has been a little bit of a problem. But you know what I've started to do? And this is crazy. This is nuts. But I will tell you, I'm so serious about implementing this in my own life that I was like, we'll go to no end. 
that I keep a dry erase marker now in the shower. And if I get something, I'll try to just jot a note down because so many I'll, I'll write it on the wall is what I'm saying is I'll write it up on the tile of the bathroom and then just quickly transfer that into the journal. But a lot of times these thoughts will come and go so fast that if you don't capture it right in the moment, it'll take wing and you will not get back to it for a long while. So as you are capturing your subconscious messages, your subconscious mind, your intuition, these challenges and conflicts and thoughts of knowing where your subconscious mind is, then you can go back with your conscious mind and find the discrepancy. Where are we out of sync or out of alignment here? The subconscious mind is not convinced yet of something. So then you can acknowledge the subconscious mind's fears. Remember, it's like the bridge keeper, and the bridge keeper only wants to keep you safe. And so you acknowledge to the subconscious mind, thank you for looking out for my best interest, for our best interest. Thank you for protecting us. But let me tell you some new data that maybe you haven't taken into consideration, dot, dot, dot. And then you start to reprogram. Let me show you some visual images that dot, dot, dot. And over time, you begin to press new data and new information and new resources and new images, new emotions on the subconscious mind. And then you'll finally know when it clicks in and it's in alignment. And then the next part of the process is to release. Then you can let go. And then you can let the subconscious mind just do its thing. Touch base with it every now and then. Hey, are we still okay on this? Yep, still okay. And then let it go out into the universe and do its work. Here are a couple of chapters from my own life that will illustrate this. And then I'll give you some resources that will really help you get into the state of where you can connect with your subconscious mind. Remember, I told you that I basically kind of had to learn how to walk again at age 47 and had to almost throw out everything that I had been taught in the past and recreate a new reality of how the universe worked because the way that I had been taught and trained from my upbringing just wasn't working for me. I just didn't have the right perspective on the way that the universe worked. I wasn't applying the laws and I was living in out of phase with them and it was just causing a lot of havoc and chaos in my life. And so I started to study this material. I was recently divorced from a wife who was also basically my business partner And so every area of my life was uncertain financially, directionally. I just, I was like lost at, you know, here I was supposed to be at this crescendo point of my life where you enjoy the fruits of the last several decades. I was looking at just a lot of broken pieces out in the driveway, trying to figure out what am I going to put back together here? And my subconscious mind was screaming to me, you are in danger And it was trying to tell me that everything was messed up and that just like life was uncertain and there was danger out there and that I had really messed up and that the future was just not looking good. And the my subconscious mind was in absolute terror, afraid for about a year or more. Every morning I would wake up and you talk about waking up and knowing where your subconscious mind was. I would wake up lights on with just a sheer terror and anxiety going through every fiber of my being. My subconscious was saying things like, I'm all alone here. Something's wrong. I'm scared. I'm concerned. I'm anxious. You're in danger. And that would last through the entire day. And this was during that phase, that year, basically, that I was living in the RV. So I was starting to get in touch with myself. I was doing all this journaling. I was digging everything up. And as I was digging it up and digging it out, My subconscious mind was just getting more and more nervous about where we were headed here. 
But finally, as I began to learn this material and started to apply it and the change of direction started to occur, that I did have a future. And I had, for example, an $8,500 check show up from a real estate deal that I was cut into totally unexpected. I mean, that was huge for me to see something like that happen, that finally my subconscious mind started to realize that consciously I was headed in a good direction and that things did have a bright future. And over a period of months, that anxiety started to succeed and finally it went away and it just was gone. And there wasn't anything I really did to get rid of it except stayed with exactly what I'm talking about in these podcasts and in these blog articles and just stayed with this process and it started to reprogram my subconscious mind. And then it realized, hey, you actually have some power here. And then the shift came into what could we do to take this out to beyond your own walls? And the second story that I like to share with you is a parlay of that because now the subconscious mind is working in my favor. Go back to the fall of 2011. Now, of the last several years, I've never been a big fan of the holiday season. That was when my second divorce happened, was all through the holidays. And it just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth that I hadn't really gotten over. So, yeah, you know, one of the ways that I kind of would deal with it is to run away. And so I like to get away for the holidays, kind of, you know, get out of town and and not just kind of have to deal with it. And that was what I was thinking maybe for the fall of 2011. It was early, it was mid-December, and I was thinking about what to do for the upcoming holiday season. Didn't really have any plans, and I was thinking about traveling to a couple of cities that I thought maybe I'd like to visit. I have uh, some family down in uh, Florida, and I thought, well, maybe I could go down there. But I was taking a shower one morning, and this was on my mind, and I was just running the question through, what should I do for the holidays? And I thought about these cities and I thought, well, you know, travel around. But and then I thought, you know, I've always wanted to volunteer to do something somewhere, you know, go to serve a meal on Christmas morning. Wouldn't that be cool? And so I started to light up with that idea. That idea resonated with me. And then the next thought was, well, where could I go? And I thought about nursing homes because I work in the medical area and I have several connections with nursing homes. And I thought, well, yeah, I could uh, I could go do that. I could go volunteer at a nursing home and just go be with some other people in their lives on a day that it would really make a difference for people to have me there. And as I was taking my shower, there just came this voice as almost as audible as I'm talking to you right now. And it said, your mother is in a nursing home. Now, let me tell you the story on that. My mom fell and broke her hip. It was the summer of 2010, so she had been in the nursing home for a year, a little over a year, October 2010 to now we're December 2011. She had dementia, and we had found a beautiful facility for her to be in for her care in Kansas City, about a mile from my brother's house. Now, my brother and I had not had much of a relationship, I dare say any relationship, for almost a decade Several things had happened that I'm not going to go into, but basically we just had not had a relationship. And as I had started to learn this material and as my life was shifting, one of the great things from getting free and starting to apply this to your life is the healing of past wounds and old grievances and getting true forgiveness in your life and restoring those really important relationships that are precious to you. 
And more than anything in the world, I wanted a restored relationship with my brother. Now, that was something that my conscious mind and subconscious mind were in complete clarity and complete harmony. I wanted a restored relationship with my brother, but it was slow coming. And I could understand. I could see from his perspective. And I got over in his eyes and I saw what it was like for him. And I was like, I'm just going to give this time and give this space and let the process work. When mom broke her hip in the summer of 2010, my brother and I began to start to work through some of the issues. And one of the deliberate things that I did was just lay down anything. I just was in complete support of my brother as he was taking the lead in the situation that I was in complete support. I helped him find an initial facility for her in Tulsa. And there were several other things that we worked together on. Finally got her situated in this beautiful facility in Kansas City. But then things had kind of settled back down to normal because she was doing okay and there wasn't much to talk about. So when this little voice said, your mother is in a nursing home, I knew that I had to contact my brother and see if there was a possible door that might open for me to go up to Kansas City for Christmas. This is one of those mornings that I'll never forget. I got out of the shower, toweled off as quickly as I could, went over to my computer and I typed this sentence. I said, what would it look like for me to come to Kansas City to see mom for Christmas? I just put it out there. That's all I did. I put it out and then detached from the outcome because I knew if it didn't work out, that was fine. I had other options and I could pursue some other things. But here was this really clear voice that had just captured me. So I knew that there was something more behind it. A couple of days later, my brother wrote back and he said, it would thrill her to no end. That was it. With that, I made plans to go to Kansas City. I wasn't going to impose. I was going to fly up, rent a car, stay in a motel. If we saw each other, great. If not, I would spend some time with my mom and then fly back. A couple of days after that, I was having dinner with my daughter, and I told her about my plans, and she got really excited. She said, really? Could I go with you? Could I go to Kansas City to see Grammy as well? Oh, man, that would have been awesome. So now I've got an open door in Kansas City, and now my daughter wants to jump on board. How cool is that? When my brother and his wife found out that my daughter wanted to come, oh, they were just thrilled. So they opened up their home and said, well, why don't you two stay with us? Okay, do you see where this is going? And then my son found out about it, and he said, oh, are you kidding? You and my uncle are going to be together for Christmas? He said, I've got to be there. And so he jumped on board. And what ended up happening is my son, my daughter, and I, went to Kansas City together, and we spent five days and six nights in my brother's home, completely reconnecting as a family. We were able to see my mom, take her out to dinner, had her over on Christmas Day that year. There was snow on the ground. I'm telling you, it was just a magical experience. It was my miracle on 34th Street. It was amazing. But it all triggered from that shower and from listening to my subconscious mind tell me, go see your mother. And that opened up all the rest of it. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do at that point was just be in the space and be in the path. The rest of it literally unfolded in front of me. I hope that that story encourages you because no matter where you are in your path, when you learn to listen to your subconscious mind, like I'm talking about here, then literally this type of thing can unfold in front of you all the time. And you can start to take on bigger things. I'm working right now on programming my subconscious mind for some major, major things to happen by July 1st of this year. 
and my subconscious mind has been challenging me and doubting me and there's been resistance there. And so I'm working through the process of reprogramming it, pressing the images of what I want to occur on my subconscious mind so that it gets convinced and then goes out and into the fulfillment of what we're talking about. Now, remember, we started today by talking about those times of the day when we can connect our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. Now, I firmly believe in the power of audio because so many things were spoken to me in my early programming. Remember that pastor who spoke to me, you are my biggest disappointment. Those were words that were spoken to me. And so I thought if words could program me one way, certainly I could use them to program me in a different direction. And that is so true. And one of the products that I found early on in my process was from Brainsync.com. Now, on my website at www.subliminalmindmastery.com, over on the right-hand side, I have a link box to Brainsync. And if you go there, you will find a number of MP3 downloadable audios produced by Kelly Howell. And one of the really cool things about Kelly Howell is in her own personal story, she talks about how she got into this business. And it was almost the same thing as the Kansas City story. It was almost, go do audio. You know, you'll be all right. And that's what happened to her. And she has had an amazing career over several decades working in this space of creating these various audio productions, these audio meditations But the added ingredient is the music that she has also created. She brings your brain into various brain states. And look, I'm not going to go into it right now. You can go on the website and do some research about the various brain states. She has a great tab there that will walk you all the way through what particular brain state produces what particular connection with the subconscious mind. And then she'll show you the products that she has for that particular brain state. So I bought some of her downloadable products, and I started listening to them right away with my headphones on my iPod. And some of the titles that I listened to was kind of her one of her base products is Brain Power, and there's Awakening Kundalini and Attracting Wealth and Deep Meditation and Deep Sleep was another one. And I'll tell you how I used the sleep here in just a second. There are some other ones that helped me a lot, even focusing during the day. She has High Focus and Pure Focus. There's one called Sacred Ground, which takes you to a higher spiritual level, total relaxation, the secret to attracting wealth. But the other thing that she has developed are several that are for sleeping. So there's deep sleep, for example. Now, these are designed for you to use with headphones. That's how this music affects your brainwave frequency. But how do you wear headphones while you're sleeping if you wanted to listen to these while you were drifting off to sleep or even listen to them through the night? There's a product that you can buy off of her website that is a it's like a like a headband I guess is the best way to describe it but it has a wire coming off of it and there are little embedded speakers in this that you can put over your ears it does, it's not perfect I mean you toss and turn and it does come off and it twists and various things but listen if you're really serious about turning your life around and I was dead dog serious about changing my life I would go to any extent to make it happen And when I go back and look at my own life and go and look at where did it shift? Where did it click? Where did it shift into gear? It was during the time that I was listening to these meditation audios at night. So one of the greatest gifts that I could do is to pass on to you the things that helped me change my life so dramatically. 
So go check out BrainSync. Go to my website, subliminalmindmastery.com. Click on that BrainSync box, and that will take you to my affiliate site, to her website, and go shopping. And you can download them. They're $9.95 a piece, and there's some discounts if you buy more. And you can download them immediately and get this started in the next 10 minutes. Literally, you can be on your way. And yes, I still listen to them today. I hope this podcast has been an encouragement to you. This is how you reprogram your subconscious mind. Go stop by BrainSync, begin the process, journal, capture those thoughts, and then begin to impress new thoughts on your subconscious mind in the direction that you want to go. My name is Thomas Miller. As always, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.